Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Awesome God. Just to remind us today of what we have been talking about for a while. So what is it? Jesus Christ himself is revealing the heart of the mystery. You see? And so we've been looking at Mark chapter 4 for a while. But I want to look at it differently this morning. From the Old Testament, actually. But you said Jesus Christ is revealing it. Oh yeah, because mysteries, of, they've always existed. You hear through the Old Testament, you have mysteries or secrets that have been hidden from the foundations of the world, which now began to be revealed you know, in the New Testament. But many of the Old Testament saints walked in the light of this. And that's what I want to give to you today, a scripture that you are very, very, very familiar with. Psalm 23. Shall we read together because we know it, but don't rush it, take it easy. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Glory be to God in the highest. You know, sometimes when you look at the poems or the Psalms of David, you just, it's amazing. Here was a man that was just focusing on God. Maybe for his need, as it were. But realize much more than that, that God is to be worshipped. And sometimes in the Psalms, you'll be writing the exact prophecies of Jesus. He'll be writing, I mean, the Spirit of God will so take him over, he'll be speaking like Jesus was speaking. That is when prophecy comes, not in the third party language, not even in the second party language. Amazing God. You know the son that says that he will not allow any of his bones to be broken. Of course we knew that. I mean, there was no time that David's bone would be broken. So we see God just moving and use any man that is available to be used. But why should that surprise me? Maybe it won't surprise you. If God could use the donkey to speak, he can use any man that is available. And one thing we're going to see at this end times, you're going to hear God speak through people. But it's important that you're able to discern the voice of God. 
Because if God is speaking, the devil is speaking too. And that's why the Bible says there will be a lot of deceit at the end time. Now if it were possible, even the very elect will be deceived. You know. And the very elect, he wasn't talking about Jesus Christ, he talking about us. But you see, if it were possible, so we don't have to allow him. Um, the Mark chapter 4, you know, we started reading from verse 35, where it is that on that same day, Jesus said to them, let me just quickly get there. Glory be to God in the highest. Yes. From verse 35, you know, he said, on the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Took him along in the boat as he was. Another little boat were also with him. And a great wind storm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stand asleep on a pillow and they awoke him and said to him, teacher, you seem perturbed. Do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose because they awoke him and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Who can this be? Maybe I should tell them who he was. The one that was here to demonstrate the dominion of man on earth. The dominion that God gave man from the beginning, the man lost in the garden. The dominion that man lost and then became a slave to the devil and to the elements of this world. The man that came to say, no, 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 that's not your place, man. You are meant to have dominion here on earth. So who can this be? The man who came to demonstrate that and who was exercising this on the face of the earth. The one of whom it was said in the book of Hebrew. Hallelujah. Ah, in that you put all things under his feet we are yet to see it, but we see Jesus. Who can this be? Even the wind and the sea. But see, we didn't kind of do so much on that. But you know, that's still a place to explore. But we just picked it from on that day, that evening. So we looked at what happened that evening. So what happened that evening? We moved to verse 33 and we found where he says, with many such parables, he taught them. And without a parable, did he teach them anything? Praise the Lord. And now you are used to this. Now you've heard us say it over and over. Yes, you are used to it. And then, of course, to fully understand it, we went back to verse 1 of chapter 4. And there in verse 1 of chapter 4, he said, And Jesus again began to teach by the sea. So this was the result of the teaching of Jesus Christ. So there's a place for good teaching. Uh-huh. And a great multitude 
was gathered to him so that he got into a boat and he sat on the boat and the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Verse 2, quickly. Then he taught them, hallelujah, glory be to God in the highest, many things by parables and said to them, in his teaching, you know, the parable of the sower, you know, the rest of the parable, I'm not going to go into that at all. Praise God. But then, when he had finished, go to verse 9. Uh, then he said to them, after the parable, he was ears, let him hear. That is, please, those who want to be attentive, please be very attentive because it will change your life. Uh, then in verse 10, when he was alone, those around him and the twelve asked me about the parable, verse 11. Then he said to them, to you is been given to know the mysteries of the order of the kingdom of God, the mystery of the kingdom of God, the mystery of the kingdom of God. The amazing thing is that any, everything about God, anything and everything about God is a mystery. We can begin to enumerate. You see that the Bible is saying it's an unsearchable thing or is a mystery or that it passes human understanding. Just. So God himself is a mystery. Glory be to God in the highest. But Paul says something in the book of, um, I think, First Corinthians chapter 3. Yeah. He said, to me, who am the least of all the apostles have been appointed to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. So that I may make known the fellowship of the mystery among the Gentiles. So as unsearchable, as beyond understanding as it is, we know. We benefit. We are those who are in a fellowship with this mystery. And how can you be in a fellowship? How can you be sharing in what you don't have an understanding of? That itself is a mystery. Praise the Lord. But then Jesus now explained the mystery. So he now said to you, it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom. Go to verse 13. And he said to them, do you not understand this? Then how can you understand anything? It's like you're trying to teach somebody Pythagoras theorem. And they don't understand that two plus two bracket four. They can't even solve that. You have to go back to the foundation. Leave your Pythagoras theorem. Go back to, you know, two plus two is four. And if I put two and I bracket and I put two, I'm still talking four. If I put two plus two and I bracket and I put two, I'm not talking four anymore. So you have to start from there before you now go gradually. So Jesus is saying, if you don't understand this, how can you understand the kingdom? So he explained it. Glory be to God in the highest. So the next verse, the beginning of his explanation, and this is where I will stop, I won't go into analysis of all what he said. He said, this word does what? Come on, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Say it like you mean it. Oh, oh, the sower sows the word. But remember I said to them that for them they will understand because if they do it will benefit them to change them. So I'm teaching you what will benefit you and change you. Hallelujah. Now I won't go into all the details of this anymore. But it was after he has taught them this he went to verse 26. Many more things to say there but let me just jump to 26. So he said the kingdom of God is as if a man should what? He was still teaching them. Glory be to God in the highest. Uh-huh. On the ground. Go to 27. And she sleep by night and day and the sea should sprout. Ladies and gentlemen, let it sink in your heart. Forget the fact that I know the principle of agriculture. If you cannot apply it to your everyday life, you still don't know. I'm sorry. Night and day and the sea should sprout. He himself does not know how. 
So, what does it say? When you speak the word, you sow. And how it's going to grow, it's not given to you to know. But that it will not grow, you are joking. Are you saying that if I say something now and I mean it, I will get exactly so? Because now you have knowledge. Even when you don't have knowledge, they, they, they still grow. And remember, he was revealing the secret of the kingdom. And so we can go on and on and on and on. And we've been on it for a longer time. Whatever Jesus did not publicly declare, they never happened in his life. All three stay here. You can be, go do your research. Say, this happened to him, this happened to him, this happened to him, this happened to him. Then go see everything he said. What he did not speak never happened. What they said that he disagreed with, he spoke against it, they never happened. Otherwise, the wishes of the Sadducees and Pharisees would have been accomplished. It was impossible. He said, my life is mine. Nobody takes it from me. I lay it down at will when the time is here and I will take it back. They took him to throw him headlong. They couldn't. I mean of his identity, nothing of his identity that was revealed that he didn't speak out. Sometimes you think that he was wasting his time when he was answering the Pharisees. No, 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 no. He was establishing certain things. This morning I was just looking at the Bible and I started laughing because it was funny. Because I happened to read it in a contemporary version. I said, what is funny? I said, just hear this. The Sadducees said something, Jesus answered. They said something, he answered back. And ah, their answers came cheeky. His own will now come double cheeky. I mean, it was funny. But he was negating what they were saying. Nothing. I mean, nothing. God does not take charge of anything here that he does not get to speak. Jesus came, said, I have come to do the will of him who sent me and to finish it. My mate is to do the will of my father. And what was that? He said, if he doesn't speak, I don't speak. He does his will by what he says. So if you hear me speak, I'm speaking by the authority of him that sent me. And listen to me, John 14, 10. And when I say what he says, he does what he says. I don't do it. He does it. That's why it's not for me to figure out it's going to work. The ground knows not how. Don't waste your energy fighting people. Maximize your time on earth. Seeking and hearing and declaring what he has said. True. Now, it's in the light of these that I want to talk to you about Psalm 23. He said, but Jesus wasn't born, but it's amazingly, this guy had that revelation. No wonder he was different. Some people in the Old Testament lived by the revelation of the New Testament. Why? On account of their closeness to God. That was exactly what David was saying. When the Lord is my shepherd, why should I lack? But watch this. It was a personal statement. It was a spoken word. See, the written word is clear, it's good, it's established, it's, come on, it's infallible, it's irrefutable. But if the written word is not spoken, it doesn't benefit you. If you don't put the written word into your mouth, you don't get the benefit of it. It's a prove it. 
if you are the soul of God, what is he say, you know it is written that he quoted it. And who was this who was doing this? He himself is the word. John 1, 1, 1, 2, 1, 3, up to, I mean, of chapter 1 of John. When the word himself manifested on earth, he will speak the written word to get results. So what do you think? So they saw who's the word. Many don't know the word. Oh my God. But we don't see the effect of the knowledge in their lives. Maybe theirs is the letter killet. But the word is spirit. So if I say prayer, hear the same David. I think it's Psalm 19. Say, let the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart always be acceptable to you, O God, my strength and my deliverer. What a prayer. He knew something. So it was this David that said, the Lord calling God by his sovereignty is my shepherd. Where did you get to understand that he's, the, he's a shepherd? Because when Jesus came, he established it clearly. He said, I am the good shepherd. And he was referred to as the chief shepherd, the great shepherd of the sheep. Glory be to God in the highest. I said, glory be to God in the highest. The good shepherd will seek out his own. The good shepherd will provide for the sheep. The good shepherd will fight and defend the sheep. I am the good shepherd. Glory be to God in the highest. I said, glory be to God in the highest. I said, glory be to God in the highest. But how did David get there? David was keeping the flock. David was relegated. Are you still battling with the problems of your life rather than focusing on Jesus like here, Pastor Nomsi say, and let him lift you? Come on, shaka, taburo, sit there. Because what really God was attracted to is that Mark 4 was Jesus finished teaching and he said, let us cross over. He spoke. But then a storm arose. Glory be to God. So even when Jesus says something, storms still do come. So what will be your attitude when storm comes? So Jesus has spoken and storm is speaking. Which one will you believe? That's it. How do you know the one you believe? The one you are speaking more. The one you are articulating, the one you are voicing out more is your belief. Ah, look at this. See what they've done. See what is happening. See, I agree you are this real statement of fact. But you are, come on. You are just communicating your belief. And the moment you communicate your belief with your mouth, you get it. You get more to him who has more. And to him who doesn't have you delivered, he doesn't have to be taken away. Why? Because you are busy saying what is not. And we are not denying the fact that you have a problem. We're not. It's a fact. But there's a truth. How? He said, let us cross over. He didn't say, let's go die in the storm. So even in the storm, say what you have said. That's what we are saying. That's the secret of the king. Because in the kingdom, it's only the word of the king that reigns. And he's the king eternal. So Jesus came speaking his word. He spoke his word and created everything. Jesus came speaking his word. And we are meant to speak. The, come on, Hebrews chapter 4. So maintain your confession. What's that? Maintain your ability to say what he has said about you, about things, about everything. Say what he says. 
So the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It is say the Lord is our shepherd, or the Lord is the shepherd of the whole earth, which is true. And so he keeps on providing for the whole earth, which is true. He personalized it. Come on. I shall not want. Can't you see? Can't you see? People don't fool. People, I, I, can, I can see. But I shall not want. Why? The Lord is my shepherd. Are you singing the problem or singing the word of God? Pastor, what are you saying? Because the principle is clearly established now. If you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, you will have it. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. What does that do? Your believing isolates you. It sanctifies you. It separates you from the Lord. And then you're speaking. Manifest the grace. Manifest what is separating you from the rest. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. The next line. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. What does that tell you? As a matter of fact, I'm told, and I, I just have it there, I don't want to get into it. He said, every line refers to the covenant names of God in the Old Testament. So it shows you a man who is reading the Bible. And the amazing thing is this, uh, most of these covenant names, they didn't happen with him doing something. He's with God and somebody else. Uh, and because God has done with somebody else, and then he personalizes it. I shall not want. What does that tell you? It's Jehovah Jireh. Who did he happen to? It was Abraham when he was asked to offer his only son. And by the time he pulled the knife, the heavens of the I know of a truth uh, that you are a man. After my heart, you will not even hold back your only son. Say, so lift, 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 lift up your eyes and see in the ticket of the bush, held by the horn. A robust bull ready for sacrifice. Then he said, I know that in the mountain of the Lord it shall be found. It will provide. It was an experience of Moses with God. But because he has read it, he saw the character of God there. He said, this is my shepherd. I shall not want my Jehovah Jireh. He personally said it. He personalized it. And we saw it the rest of his life. The Lord, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Hey, peace. You know, Jehovah, shalom. You know where that happened? It was with Gideon. Was it not with Gideon? Anyway, they are all there. You can, you can trace everything and see where he read it. But he read it with different people. Either with Gideon, or with Moses, or with Abraham, or and then by the time he will come, but when he faces it, he says exactly there. He makes it his own. Because he's my shepherd. So he had so much time keeping sheep. Instead of saying, see what they've done for me. Everybody's, in, everybody's at home. And they're all feeding fat. Feeding fat. I'm the only one here. Facing the bear and the lion. No, 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 no. Whatever things are true. Don't you know what you say is what you get. Don't worsen the situation. So if people come to you and say, Say, uh, I have enough trouble. Your man, say what the Bible says. Don't let them come and shift their own problem or enroll you into their problem. Anybody who is angry with God and talking against God and fighting God for what has not done, and all you see in their company is always complaints and complaints and anger and bitterness, and pray with them, sympathize. But be careful how you empathize. Pray, knowing that what you say will happen. 
But if they insist, the Bible says, be careful. If you walk with an angry man, you'll find yourself becoming angry. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Counsel. Counsel. What's counsel? Words. They advise you by their own experience. Which experience? That stands not in the way of sin, that sin is not come. But who? after a while, it becomes comfortable of the way of God. Because they are angry with the, that Christian brother who is their neighbor that plays the sound every day. Because they are angry with that person, then they begin to curse God and curse every Christian. Run away. Yes, words have power. So it leaves me inside the still water. It restores my soul. He me. The, all these things you now find complete in the ministry of Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd. He's the restorer. Amen. He's the provider. Amen. He's the healer. Amen. He's the deliverer. Amen. He's the lifter of your head. You know, the one I like the most, he said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he recognized that storms will arise. Storms are never part of the plan. They normally just arise. There are certain things. He said, I will fear no evil. Can you hear him saying what he will do in this situation? And why? Say because you are ever present. Did Jesus say, didn't he say, Lo, I am with you all the ways, even until the end of the age. Your Lord and your staff, they comfort me. You guide, you lead. As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil, my cup. You didn't just so much quiet me. You treat me as a special guest. When I should be panicking and fleeing in terror, you so calm me down and give me special treat. When the devils are trying and busting and pulling, he said, relax. Waiters are waiting on me in the presence of my enemies. You know what it means to anoint my head with oil in their culture? See, it depends on the level of the visitor. The visitor is a very, very important personality. You bring the costly perfume like the woman with the frasca, not the feet. You, you dab it on their face and their head. When they walk past, there's a sweet, fresh perfume that follows them. It's, it's, it's a hallmark of your own welcome protocol, your hospitality, that you are most welcome. You are most welcome. He said, anointing with oil. He said, that's what I mean. He said, my cup runs over. He said, again, it's part of the protocol of hospitality. How? He says, when you want a visitor to go, you don't, you don't refill the cup. 
But when you don't want them to go, before they get three quarters away, you feel it and it overflows. And they look at you and smile. You are telling them you are most welcome. So yeah, that's why you are unusually anointed. And look, look, look. Everything I have is at your beck and call. Please, you're welcome. That was what the Shunammite woman did. I see what the result was. David was saying, even in the presence of my enemies, you make me like the king I never knew I could be. Satan, surely, goodness and mercy will follow me. Personal. Speaking it into the air it to the devils to hear. For the devils to hear, for the whole earth to hear, and heaven was hearing. Ladies and gentlemen, his life was such an unusual life. Shall we rise? You see, all the finished work of Christ can only be appropriated by your heart and mouth. So what in the finished work of Christ that you want to see manifest in your immediate life? Why don't you open your mouth and declare boldly the righteous. See, see, thou will bless the righteous and with favor you will surround him like a shield. Favor. Favor. And the child increased in wisdom and favor with God and man, even as he grew in stature. I receive unusual wisdom. I grow in divine wisdom. I grow in divine favor. Hallelujah. My life will forever glorify him. Indeed, the table before me. He has said, even in the presence of my enemies, he has anointed my head with oil, my cup runs over. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hear David. He said, for you, O Lord, are the shield about me. You are my glory, the lifter of my head. Come on, open your mouth and declare something. Glory be to God in the highest. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Said the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. So who shall I fear? Open your mouth. Change certain things forever in the name of Jesus. He says, with long life will he satisfy me and show me his salvation. Glory be to God in the highest. Father, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Take all the glory. Amen. 
that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you.